0: We're going to read the word for today, the word of the Lord. If you want to stand to your feet, we will read that. We just sang it together, so we're going to read it. And um, and Nick Gilmore is going to come out and share the word with us. So this is Psalm 67, verse 1 through 7. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. So that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Amen? Awesome. Let's welcome Nick.
1: Thanks, Lins. Gosh, that was great. You guys read pretty well. We're going to have another crack at that at the end. Because, you know, this was a psalm that was actually meant to be sung together. So actually, you know what? I'm going to call up random people on the stage who are going to sing it. No, not here, not in this church. Hey, great to see you guys. My name's Nick, if we haven't met. Uh, I'm one of the regulars here and going to be continuing our sermon series in the Summer Psalms. And Nate Alcorn last week, oh my gosh, that was an unbelievably great sermon. If you didn't see it, I'd encourage you to go and get it online. Talked about gratitude, noticing things, feeling gratitude, and then following through on it, doing something out of it today's sermon is actually kind of like a postscript or a PS to that, because as you, as you saw it, as it was up on the screen, you probably noticed that it's a call to us to understand two things, that we're blessed to be a blessing, we're blessed, we are much blessed and today we're going to look into that, but we're to be a blessing, we're not to be like a cul-de-sac of blessing, We're to be a thoroughfare of blessing. We're not to be a stagnant pond of blessing. We're to be a river, a torrent of blessing to a world who needs it. We are greatly blessed, friends. If you forget everything else I say today, remember that, and we'll be in a good place. Let's pray, and then let's see what God has for us today. Lord, thank you that we can gather here. We can gather around your word. Lord, I ask that you will speak to us. We don't want to hear from any person. Lord, diminish me. Amplify you. You're the wonderful one. These are the words of life. Thank you that you've given us a spiritual community where you're at the center. You've given us a purpose. We love you, Lord, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you probably notice this, that guys and people, especially when they preach, do a little bit of humble boasting right? Now, humble boasting is where it sounds like humble, but actually you're boasting. So I'm going to do a little bit of that. So so this week, as I was thinking about this concept of blessed to be a blessing, in fact, yesterday, one of my little guys, one of my kiddos, I've got three kiddos, uh, just lived it out for me. And I thought, I can't not share that. So we went for a surf uh, him and I, and one of his little buddies, who we met at the beach and we 've invited, just kind of subsumed into the greater craziness of our anarchic family anyway, we had a surf, but we got down to the beach, and this little buddy didn 't have a leash for his surfboard Now, my son, you know I guess kids are on a spectrum right and there 's some kids who are good with money, some kids who are really not good at all some kids you pretty sure they're going to end up in a commune eating lentils and other kids they're just like definitely going to be a mercantile banker and they're somewhere on the spectrum right he's more at that end right he doesn't do stuff doesn't share stuff and you know he's he's we've been talking with him about it anyway he had a spare leash right for a surfboard it connects your leg to the surfboard so you don't lose it when you get wiped out and, uh, and after the surf, or actually before the surf, he saw that his buddy didn't have one. And he said, well, hey, I've got this one, a new leash that he'd saved up and got. And, and, he, and he gave it to the kid to use, or he let him use it. And then after it, he said, hey, you just keep it, you know. And we're driving home and I'm driving and he's sitting there in the passenger seat. And he said this thing, it was, it was kind of to me, but it was kind of like a, to himself, like a thought. He said, that felt really good giving that, that was, felt really good. When it comes to this concept of us being blessed to be a blessing and that's our theme that coheres the, uh, the psalm today, Psalm 67, blessed to be a blessing, Jesus said it, He said, it's more blessed to give than receive, Paul quoted Him saying that in Acts 20 verse 35, right? It's more blessed to give than receive and we can kind of know that intuitively... And we can know that ethically, like morally, that's right, but actually that's not the thrust of that. You know, another word for blessed is happier. Did you know that? You're going to be happier when you give than when you receive. And receiving is pretty awesome, right? But we can can know that intuitively, but actually, and this is where I want to get to today, the most happy, fulfilled people who follow Jesus are those who are serving. You know, the the biggest smiles I see on campus every week are those adults, believe it or not, who go and serve in the kids' ministry and maybe one month, uh, one week a month or something like that, but they come out with these beaming smiles, a head like a split melon, oh, this little guy and he put him, you know, we're laughing at it. They love it. So, that's where we're going to be landing today, So, just so you don't feel like at the end we had a sermon and then Nick hit me up to do stuff, I'm giving you a heads up, that's where we're going to go, right? (laughs) So, a little bit of context for Psalm 67 before we get into it. Okay, so this is uh, a psalm that was sung out, they would sing it collectively, right? Uh, At the time of Pentecost, the Feast of Pentecost, they would come together... In the agrarian calendar, for them, back in the day, that was also the time of the gathering in of the barley harvest. This is a harvest psalm. where they remember God's goodness at large and in small? We're going to have barley for the next season to sow and to eat and so on. But also, God is good. God is good at large. God is good in small. God is just good. He has richly blessed us. And it also, and this I think is interesting, in the intertestamental period, so the period between when Malachi was written, the last book in the Old Testament, when the first books of the New Testament were written, which was likely James or or Galatians, depending on who you believe, but in the the hundreds of years in between, this started to become a a commemoration where they would remember that God gave His law. Moses went up the mountain, God gave him the law, the law that, that gives life and helps us know how to live... They would also commemorate that. There's a lot of stuff going on in this and they would collectively sing it. Oh, that's a good idea. We ought to do that. Thank you for whoever out there was thinking that idea. I'm going to take that on board. But they're called to be a blessing. Did you notice that? Did you notice that it has echoes of the Aaronic blessing, the one that we sang before? May God bless you and keep you make his face shine upon you may he lift up his countenance towards you and give you peace you know that one the inflection there though is that the Aaron who was the priest that's why it's called the ironic blessing would pray it over the people as a kind of a declarative you know blessing over folks here this is actually a call to action isn't it did you notice the inflection is is slightly different it's the people at large all of us at large Praying it to God, so that we can be activated. Did you notice that? It's not passive. It's not just taking the blessing. Give me some blessing. Lay it on me. It's what are you going to do with it? And the first word is a bit of a giveaway, isn't it? May. And then it appears six or seven times in the short little psalm. May, 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 may. And so, it begins may, God. And the word there is God, Elohim the God of all peoples, not Yahweh that's in the Aaronic blessing, which is is the the God of Israel, the God of covenant. It's the same God, just different perspectives on the same God. Here, it's, this is the God of all. May God, who is the God of all, may He be gracious to us and bless us. May He be gracious to us, uh, may He yearn towards us with His mercy, His unmerited grace and His love. May he be gracious to us and may he bless us. We can understand this concept of us being blessed. Can I have a photo up of the like a lighthouse? Thanks guys up the top, you guys are awesome. Jesus said, I'm, I'm the light of the world. But then he also says, you're the light of the world. Mark often talks about this. But is he the light or are we the light? Well, the answer is yes. He is the light, and I love the image this week, I've been thinking about it, the image of a a lighthouse that we are called to be. So for some people, driving their ships in the ocean of life, for them the sun is risen and they can see clearly, you get my double meaning, right? For others, they're in the dark, and we're not the big light, God's the big light, He's the sun. We're like the little lights that you have, you know, hanging around the Christmas tree, or you know, between your that that palapa and the and the palm tree. Your wife won't let you cut down. Uh, no, no, uh, no unconscious bias going on here. But like, but you know, we're the little lights. He's the big light. But we are called to help people stay off of the rocks. And some of them, they're driving without us being the light. They're driving blind, or they're driving the ships blind. But here, it's fascinating for me that it uses the word bless. Because often we're called, and rightly so, as God's people, to bless him. The word can mean worship. Often it, it means to, to worship. We, we bless him. We come before him. Actually, the word root is kneel. We come before him and kneel in worship of him, rightly so. He's a wonderful one. He's the mighty one. He's a loving one, He's the one who pours out uh, His love over us, rightly so, should we bless Him, should we worship Him, kneel before Him. But did you notice the direction of this? May God bless us. How can you have a meaningful understanding of a God who kneels before you? That seems the wrong way around. Can I have a photo up, of like an old painting... This is a painting by a, a uh, 17th century Dutch guy about Jesus washing the disciples' feet, Van Baburen or something like that. And, and like all those paintings, and frankly, like our theology, we're totally anachronistic because they all look Dutch from the 18th century and they wouldn't have looked like that. <clears throat> but the point is not that. The point is I thought it was good to get the expressions and the body language of, of, the, of the people. There was this time, it's in John 13, if you want to check it out, where Jesus was hanging out with his mates, it was on the night that he was betrayed. They had a meal, and then he went and he got a, a towel and he tied it around his waist and he got a bowl of water, and he went down and he knelt before them and he washed their feet. And uh, Peter, whose feet you can see, I think he's that's Peter there. Um, he's like, oh, you don't you shouldn't wash my feet. You're the Rabbi. You're the great one. And Jesus says to him, "If unless you let me wash you, you can have no part with me. But don't you think it's an amazing moment in the history of the universe that the God of all is kneeling down and washing the feet of his disciples, the crusty feet. I mean, they had toe jam on them, they had, they had donkey poop on them. they're the dust like gnarly crazy and he's there and he's washing their feet and he even washes the feet of Judas who it says earlier on in that passage Jesus already knows is going to betray him what manner of God is this I can understand a God who, who's a megalomaniac and wants a huge crowd and all of us to be there like a big conference shouting His name and doing stuff. We don't know anybody like that, but could you imagine a God like that? Right? That God. But this is a God who comes down and He kneels and He serves His, his people. This is, this is far more of an amazing God than I would have thought at first glance. May God be gracious to us and bless us, make his face shine upon us, so. Did the so jump out at you? Because it's conditional. Blessing for a reason. Not as a cul-de-sac, as a thoroughfare. We're not an ends, we're a, a means. Us being blessed in order to bless the world, so. Now... I thought of doing something and uh, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't do it, was having Buzz come out on stage dressed all in black like Johnny Cash and to sing for us that Depeche Mode song, My Personal Jesus. Do you know the one I'm talking about? But Johnny Cash did a version of it that was way better because, you know, he's Johnny Cash. But the song is amazing. Your own personal Jesus, someone who knows you're there, someone who cares, like you can't get out of your head, watch it on YouTube, it's amazing. And I was talking with a buddy this week about it. He's like, it's kind of half true. Because he is personal. Jesus is personal. This wonderful relationship we have with him. But he's not your own. He's not just for us, for our myopic, small, little world where we want blessing. It's far bigger than that. It's far more amazing than that. What is the so? What is, so that your ways, you notice it turns from talking about may God bless us, this notion like may God bless us, till it, the, the, the singers, as in you guys in a second, who say it back to God, so that your ways, so that Lord your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations, his salvation, this, this story and the whole Bible talks about it. The Old Testament points to the cross, The New Testament points back to the cross, all of it. If we read the Bible with cross eyes, as the saying goes, right? All of it. It's there, it's echoed and it's predisposed and it points towards it. You you read it, if you you read the whole Bible, understanding the centrality of the cross, it'll blow you away. And if you're here and you've been dragged by some well-meaning, but let's face it, somewhat demented and slightly annoying friend and you don't even know what God's salvation is, what we call the gospel, I'm going to give you 30 seconds of it right now, and this is it, that Jesus, who was God's son, came to earth, he didn't need to, he came to earth and he lived a perfect life, a sinless life, his closest mate said, there is no sin in this guy, I've hung out with him, I know him, there's only truth, there's only kindness, this is who he is, and because He was the only person that ever lived who was perfect, notwithstanding those three of you out there who think that you were, actually you weren't, only Him. Because of that, He, was, he is the only one who could go to the cross as our substitute. Where on the cross, he, he took our sin. He didn't take the punishment for our sin. He took the sin itself, the junk, the crud, all of the stuff that we have done, all the stuff that's been done to us, he took it upon himself and he finished with it once and for all. And then he rose again from the dead on the third day, proving he's victorious over sin and death. And he offers us entrance into relationship with God. This is the salvation that it's talking about. But who is it to? Is it to us, the frozen chosen, the peeps on the hill, the dudes who have a certain where they wear a certain frocks and they have a certain political opinions, No, no. So your salvation may be known among all zip codes in North County. So that your salvation may be known amongst anyone from California. No. So that your salvation may be known in the United States of America, amongst all nations, all nations, all peoples. Goyim, the, the word there is, is talking about all peoples. God's chosen peoples, they, they have that, they understand that. Those who are called to be the light of the world, through the, both the old and the new, To they're, they're called to shine forth His goodness. Yes, but so that all people could know Him, all people could follow Him. This is bigger than I thought. I have a photo of the um it's like a a horizon with a a light thanks guys the earth is a big place as of this week 7.97 billion people on planet earth an extra net difference of a person every 0.4 of a second a net difference Apparently we're going to top out at 11 billion, I don't know how they work that out, but at some point I guess we will have less babies, I don't know. But but there's a lot of people, there's a big place, how can we be called to do this? This is one, Psalm 67 is one of the great commissions in the Bible, some of you Bible dorks know you've heard the great commission from Matthew 28, 18 to 20, right? That is definitely it, God's co-mission, that we are we are given this commission and we are on co-mission with God because as God, remember, as, uh, as the late great missiologist um, uh, said, that, that, that mission is not primarily an activity of the church. Mission is an attribute of God, that our God is a missionary God. We who follow him are swept up into his mission. David Bosch, that's his name, I forgot it. who said that. So, but it's a big thing it's undoable, it's bigger than we could have thought. One of the great commissions in Acts says, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes and fills you, dynamite power, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. We've talked about it before in your locale, with your mates, guys in your neighbourhood, but also guys in close zip codes, also guys that you don't really get on with at all, you have extremely different views to, extremely different worldview to, and to the ends of the earth but it's overwhelming how can we do that so this week i did a little experiment i dorked out a little bit and some of my training was in statistics and so i went and i got some statistics from the cia website which is actually really good for world facts the un website uh finishing the task and i put together some quick stats on if the world were a village of a hundred people what would we look like so we can get our heads around it And if you dork out on statistics, the next 36 seconds, you're going to love. If you don't, then just look on your phone and read Facebook. Okay, (laughs) can we have up? Okay, the world. If the world were a village of 100 people, where would we live? Well, only five of us actually live in North America. We think we're the centre of the universe, the centre of everything, but actually we're, you know, we're a little, little place out on the corner of it. There's a lot more live in South America, a bunch, 17 in Africa, 10 people and getting fewer by the minute living in Europe because no babies, are all dying out, okay? What about, what about, look at Eurasia, 60 people out of our village of 100 people live there. And funnily enough, no people live in Australia or New Zealand, because uh, statistically we don't even exist. Anyway, I'm just going to roll through, what, so who are the people in our village? 50 are men, 50 are women, it's slightly more men, it's 50.01 or something, but basically, okay, what's the next stat? What do we speak? 12 of us speak Mandarin, 6 speak Spanish and English, some of you guys speak both, some speak Hindi, some of you guys speak a number of these, but the point is, 58 of us out of 100 speak something else entirely as our first language. Next slide. What do we? Oh, 92 of us talk a lot on our cell phones. 71 of us have TVs, and that's really helped us talk a lot. And 63 of us uh, regularly use the internet. You know how's this? Over 300 billion emails are sent a day on Earth. Some of you guys are doing more than your fair share. Stop it. Okay. What's the next slide? (laughs) Ages. Nine of us are older than 65. 49 of us are in the working. Banned the regular work. Sixteen of us are in the you know high school thing, and twenty-seven of us are kids. Of those twenty-three, are going to elementary school, and thirteen of those kids are in dire poverty. Thirteen in our village of hundred people, friends. Next slide. What do we do 19 of us are farmers 14 of us are in industry 28 of us do services which for a lot of us means we push around pixels and add no value whatsoever you know so whatever but one of us earns more than 59 grand a year out of our village of 100 people let that sink in next slide education 14 are illiterate keep in mind 23 kids are in school but Who's graduated? 52 of us have graduated elementary. 44 of us have graduated high school. Five of us have graduated college. Five of us. Next slide. What do we? Well, about a quarter of us are overweight in our little village. 12 of us are undernourished. One of us is starving. Next slide. This is where we're going to end. 58 of us are considered unreached. What that means in missiological terms is that there's less than 2% of followers of Jesus in that ethno-linguistic group. Like there's not even enough to generate a, um, like a catalytic Jesus movement. 53 of us in our village, more than half of us, don't even know someone who follows Jesus. 27 of us have never heard the gospel. Friends here, most of us have cell phones. Most of us have TV, sorry about that. Most of us have internet. Most of us have at least high school graduation, some of us college. We all have access to Jesus. We've all heard the name Jesus. Next slide. Blessed. Did you doubt it? Did you wonder? Do you ever wonder? Oh, yeah, I'm okay, but not as good as that one. Because we look to the right and the left, and that guy, look, at wow, his car's shinier than mine. Look at that house, it's got better tiles than mine does. Friends, we are blessed. Have no doubt, friends, we we are blessed, but we're blessed to be a blessing. And you know, I'll, I'll say this, you notice in the psalm, right, that that it's got kind of three verses and, and twice the chorus, the refrain, may the peoples praise you, O God, may all the peoples praise you. That's this enduring refrain that may all the nations, may all the people praise you. But the bits in the middle, they're the bits where it really bites us, the verses are the ones that really bite us. And, and I'll say this, when it comes to understanding our blessing, I think we fall to one of two errors pretty quickly. And we notice this, when we have crew come away with us on international missions trips. Folks come back, or maybe they don't even need to go on a trip, but, you know, they, they get calloused to the suffering of others. Or, they get condemned. Calloused or condemned, they're both wrong. Like, they might know there's poverty in the world, and suffering in the world, and people without Jesus in the world, but they just, you know hand me another beer, put on the football a little bit louder, like you just kind of pug it down. If I have enough stuff on top, if I pile up enough things on top, I'm going to forget about it. Or there's others, these sweethearted ones, and they like, oh my gosh, I was just with that family last week in that, that mud hut, and this, latte, this $3 latte could keep them going for a week, and they feel condemned and, and all that, and I actually think both are wrong. It's stewardship. The way to navigate through that is to say, we have a blessing, we are so blessed in time, in treasure, in a church that we love, in great leadership at our church. We, friends, we are so blessed. What are we going to do with it? That's where it comes down. What are we going to do with it? And in a minute, the, the end point is going to be this, can't do nothing. Can't do nothing. If we really understood God's blessing, we can't do nothing. Can't do everything. But we can't do nothing either. What does it look like? What does God's reign look like? Well, it says it in, uh, now we're now in, in verse two, if it's a song. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, may be bubbling out, overwhelming gladness that comes out in them. For why? For, this is to God, remember, for you rule the peoples with equity and you guide the nations of the earth. Can I have that photo up of the the guidepost in the snow? And so, and we don't always see it, if we have eyes for it and look out for it in the the snow, we can see what he's doing individually and collectively and he will guide us, He, he promises that. That's another whole sermon, I mean, each one of these points is a whole sermon in itself. But you notice it also says, for you rule the peoples with equity, or some translations will say justice. You rule the peoples with justice, with equity. Oh my gosh, the Bible's got a lot to say about that that we as his people ought to listen to. Can I have the photo up, friends? It was like a cartoon. So I've got four different things and so this is actually believe it or not a controversial cartoon some of you guys see it; you have got a visceral reaction to it already and let me just say before I explain it for a second that no in fact as it happens I am not a Marxist all right and that might seem obvious but some people need to hear that in fact mostly people don't even know what it means that's another discussion for another time I believe in the free market the regulated free market I do all right but for sure for whatever reason, you look at our world, there are some who have a lot. And guys, that's us. We're the guy, you can barely even see his feet. I'll leave that one, you know that one. The the thing at the other end, the liberation thing, it sounds like a good idea, except until you remember that with no wall, it means you're going to get a baseball in the eye. And also, next week, no one's paid to watch the baseball, so there's no gas to, to mow the lawns, and so you no know baseball. But I'll leave that one, I'll leave that one. And you any controversy out of today's sermon, please email me, Ryan Pfeiffer at (laughs) northcoastcalvary.org. I want to talk about the middle one. What I'll say is this, the Bible talks about equity, not equity of outcome, but equity of opportunity. We as God's people are called into that. You cannot read the Bible without coming out thinking, there is a clear proclivity in Scripture towards God showing favour and calling His people to show favour on the downtrodden, on the outcasts, on the widows, on the orphans, on the sojourners, the refugees. You cannot read the Bible, you cannot do backflips through Scripture without realising that He calls us to this. This is the equity, not equality. This is the corrective equity that He calls us to. So, controversial bit over. Like I said, send the emails. Next slide. And the point of it all, the end point of it all. Remember the context of the psalm when we would sing it if we were 2,000 years ago? The Feast of Pentecost, we're stoked, we're feasting. The the barns are full of the barley harvest that we've brought in. Throughout Scripture, again and again, there's this image of God bringing in a huge harvest And you know, the little kernels of the grain, whatever it is, barley, wheat, whatever, you're one of them. But so is that person who doesn't know him yet. And Jesus, when he was teaching his followers to pray to the Father, he said, pray to the Lord of the harvest, that he would send out workers into his harvest field. The fields are white. Hey, guess what you are? You are both a kernel of grain and also you're a harvester. Now, it wouldn't be right to talk about a a sermon, or to talk about a a psalm in a sermon, that's about us being activated, us being blessed to be a blessing, without giving us some practical ideas about how to walk that out. That would seem to me to be unfair, right? So I'm going to give you a few thoughts on it. You don't have to do any of these, um, but just some thoughts. There's going to be three principles that are going to run through them. How to serve, how should I serve? And don't worry, I'm not whipping us up to a crescendo where I'm gonna talk about giving, all right? That's for another day, that's next week. (laughs) No, it's not, yeah. (laughs) Don't stay away, because no, that's not next week. But, but, uh, But in serving, in giving my life away, right? What does it mean, I have all these things? The first one is sacrifice, the first principle. Second principle is synergy, third principle is something. Sacrifice it's going to take sacrifice. I'm telling you up front, following Jesus is going to take sacrifice. Anyone who tells you you can have it all is lying. It's not true. To decide how many peas and carrots and whatever fits on my plate, you've only got a certain limited number of things that you can fit on there. Put on an extra bit of mashed potato, peas are going to fall off the other side. It's just how it works. Go into it with a sober reckoning. If God is who he says he is, if he has blessed me, if I do understand that I live under the waterfall of grace, what God is calling us to is going to take sacrifice. And, and I say that, and I put one little footnote on that, is that some folks are thinking, oh my gosh, I don't need this, I'm just hanging on. The single moms who are here and you just, you just work to the bone or you're just here and you're just feeling beat down and financially you've got no margin and, and some guys, blah, blah, blah. Hey, be at rest. Don't be condemned, friends. It's not you. You can just ignore what I'm about to say for the next couple of minutes. We want to love you, support you, care for you, come around you, help to get you to the place where you are nourished, where you are thriving. And in fact, well, you can help others, but it's not, don't, don't feel beat down. This is not something you have to do. This is something that those of us with margin get to do, with time margin, with money margin, that, frankly, uh, we waste. I don't really need that extra surfboard. You know, that those golf clubs I bought, as it turns out, the problem wasn't the golf clubs. The problem was me, you know, or whatever. Like, some of it is that, some of it's time. The time we fritter away like hot sand at the beach through our our fingers, watching dumb TV, dumb YouTube, dumb stuff we do. Oh my gosh, so much waste. Like, uh, friends, stewardship. Let's think about sacrifice. Second thing, synergy. I want to just briefly talk about before we come down to land. What I want to say is God has made you who you are with your passions, your, your educational history, your family, everything about you. And and. I want to say this, unless God really tells us to, you don't have to hate yourself whilst you serve Him. I don't have to do this thing that I really suck at amongst people I really don't like and I don't even understand what I'm doing. Well, sometimes, if God's telling you to do it, then you really ought to do it, but most of the time, it's in the route that you're going in. Me and my family, we do Christian surfers in Oceanside, we live in Oceanside, we're surfers, all right? That's okay, It's okay for there to be synergy in it, geographic symmetry, friends who we love and and get to know and, and we love doing life with and actually can be really fun to serve the Lord together and the last thing is something and that's yeah what you think it is, can't do nothing, got to do something, can't do everything, true, can't do nothing. So I thought I'd give us some practical ideas and I asked the team, I said hey team, give me some practical ideas, can I have the next slide, um, guys, or we'll bump to the one after, you know, they're all, it's pretty self-explanatory, I said, guys, what are some practical things that we can do as a church, you know, that, that, that we as God's people can be doing together, and the team were like, blah, 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 I'm like, stop, you know, it was like, too much, I said, just, want a, just a couple, right, because there's so many things that we can do, just coming up in the next month or so, We've got a refugee packing day where we care for refugees here in San Diego. We're going to put together care packages for them. Oh my gosh, you better believe God is moving in that community. It's awesome. What about the Refuge for Women Day? That's a a, uh, a home that we have kind of adopted for survivors of human trafficking. These girls who, who go there... And God is, God is doing an amazing work putting them back together. And you know, we get to go there. We get to paint the walls, throw around the rocks, have fun together, drink tea. It's, a, it's super fun. Like a busy bee, old school. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. Unite Serve Day. The poorer families identified by the school districts in North County who need help. We're going to come alongside them and give them care packages to just bless them. No agenda. We love you. Why are you doing this? Well, we love Jesus, but, you know, we're doing this. Do I have to love Jesus and say some prayer? No, 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 we love you. Jesus loves you. Did you know that? So these things, what about discipling? Your church, already many, many of you guys have exhibited a manifest heart to love others through mentoring them and discipling them. We have our Young Life partners who need mentors. FCA need need mentors. You're a jock. You're feeling like, oh, I want to activate. Hey, guess what? FCA is great. Christian Surfers is great. We have Alpha coming up in like, another couple of months, where that friend of yours who's bugging you with questions and wants to hang oh, all that God rubbish. I can't believe you believe it. Invite them along. A meal here in this place or in some other place. We're going to go around uh, and work out where we're going to be, but it's a meal together. No questions off limits. Ask whatever you like. like Alpha's coming up. What about trips? Some of you like, yeah, I could... You know, serve by going on a trip. Maybe you want to join one of the trips going to Poland to help the Ukrainian refugees. That'd be cool. You know your Psalm 67. Yes, it is. Whoever said that. Was that the Lord's voice? Yes, Lord. (laughs) I shall do it. (laughs) What about there's trips going to Egypt to help with healing grace, where they they help with kiddos in in villages. There's, There's trips to Ecuador. There's actually a trip in Ecuador right now. Serving. How about this as an idea, going off to that exotic land known as Oceanside, <laughs> where we're going to have a troops going there locally to go up and help with a homeless shelter to fix it up, to help change the face of bringing care, real care, compassion and accountability to homeless folks in North County. Here's, here's the truth. like if we can't find something to do, even through this Jesus community, I'm sorry, but our brains are broken. Or more likely, our hearts are broken. Friends, there are so many ways that we can do it. Don't do nothing. Maybe you can't do any of that. Maybe you're just holding on, friend, be released. Maybe you think, I don't have time to do any of that. I can write a big fat check. Awesome. Do it. It's not, the point is not to hit you guys up for things. The point is to give us some idea about things that we could be doing. We are blessed. Friends, make no mistake, we are so blessed. But it's not for us. We're blessed to be a blessing. Can I invite the um, band out here? We're going to come in and and land here in a second. And in fact, as we do that, we're going to do something that's totally dorky and cheesy. When I say we, I mean you. (laughs) Um, And so jump up on your feet, stand up on your feet, this is going to be such an awkward moment, especially especially if you came here wanting to date somebody, right? This is going to be super awkward for you. But here's, here's a little secret. You know, actually, if someone loves Jesus, the thing they find most attractive is someone else who really loves Jesus. It's, it's actually pretty epic. It's, uh, we'll talk about that at the you know, singles uh, night. Um, but what we're going to do is we're not going to sing it out because I'm not going to put you guys through the horrors of putting up with my singing voice which is let me say it's better than Ryan's <laughs> but that ain't saying much <laughs> right we're going to do this thing it's a call and a response right now most of us have been to kindergarten you get the whole thing someone says something and then you say something back and what I would love us to do if you feel so inclined that's all of us unless you've got a, a throat issue uh, to do it real with gusto Let's do it with zeal. This is the Word of God. All we're doing is speaking out the Word of God. Let it be a spiritual moment where with gusto you say these things. So I'm going to say the white bits, you guys say the, you know, grey, and and some of it, it we're saying all of it together. Me, 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 me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. May God be gracious to us and bless us. May shine on us. So that your ways may be known on earth. Among all this is all of us. May the peoples praise you, God. May, may all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. May the peoples praise you, O oh God. May all the people praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest. May God bless us still. So that all the will May God bless us still. Sorry, there was a baby. May God bless us still. So that all the ends of the earth will fear him. Do you know in the Bible where it says amen, do you know what it means? It means so be it. I agree that it might be so. Did you know that? So at the end of grace, when you're thanks for the food, may we not get botulism. Amen. <laughs> may it be thus and so, right? Friends, what we have heard today, may it be so. May you move forth this week amongst your family, amongst your friends, amongst your neighbours, amongst your enemies, knowing that you are blessed. Friend, you are blessed and you are called to be a blessing. I love you, church. Let's go change the world together.